What if I told you you can only rise as high as your perspectives? What if you're being stuck in life has a direct correlation to your perspectives? See, our perspectives are the glasses that we wear to look at the world. And if we can change the way we choose to view ourselves, the world and everything in it, we can transform the way we experience life. After all, you're only as successful as your mindset. Welcome to the 360 Perspective Podcast with Trisha, a space where I dissect different issues of life with the knowledge that if you want to live audaciously and courageously, you have to broaden, challenge, or even change your perspectives so that you can live with more clarity and awareness. My hope is that you will be mentally provoked and challenged to live differently and broaden your perspectives as you listen to the different episodes that drop every other Thursday. Welcome. Hey, welcome back to another episode where we continue the series of Coming to America Tales. Um, so picking up from uh, the last um, story in episode four, um, I was so glad to have somewhat settled in America with a sort of community here and there. But just like many first year students in campus, I initially struggled to find the right friends within campus and never got it right the first time. Being in a new country, it meant making new friendships. And at the beginning, I had to make friends with those who were available and, you know, just around me. And that's exactly how it went down. First of all, I recall having an American roommate whom I thought we would turn out to be best of friends. But boy, did she give me a tough ride. Barely a week into moving into the same room, she began coming back to the room late into the night, completely drunk and full of chaos. There were moments when she would leave our door unlocked, putting in mind that the school hostels I was residing in were co-ed, uh, meaning it hosted both, you know, uh, ladies and, and gentlemen um, or ladies and men. Um, as if coming back to the room drunk wasn't enough, she began coming over with men into the room late at night, which would make me so uncomfortable throughout the whole entire night. And many were the sleepless nights I had. Eventually, I took up the matter to the residential offices when things got unbearable and eventually she was asked to move out of the hostels. So there went my hopes of having a close roommate friend. So the only other space I found where I could establish friendships were my classmates. I recall in one of my classes, there were so many Kenyans, it almost felt as if I was in campus in Kenya with a few, you know, the few American um, and other international students present um, who seemed kind of looked like exchange students. Um, like we were that many, um, I mean, Kenyan students were many in that class. And so in that class, I found an opportunity to make friends with my fellow country people where I would have the liberty to speak Swahili and not be so stuck up with speaking English throughout. But boy, little did I know that I was in for another ride. I remember um, one of our classes that was a plan to travel to a nearby city for a concert that um, entailed some Kenyan music artists who were visiting um, the country. And I, I recall one of the artists was actually nameless who'd come to perform. So without a second thought, I was in for the plans. But since I didn't have a car then, I had to rely on some of the friends to drive me there and bring me back. So one of the ladies I had connected with freely offered to go with me uh, with the assurance that she would bring me back. So being a friend who was, you know, a few years ahead of me and a bit older, I obviously trusted her and even gave her my room keys to keep for me safely in the car. A girl was ready to party. 
I recall wearing these tight shorts, a fancy top and some high heels ready to kill it at the concert. I mean, being a lover of dance, I was ready to get down. Off we went to the concert and you bet I had a great time dancing and meeting new friends. Well, um, let me just confess that being a Christian and believer, I somewhat felt um, that that wasn't the best environment for for me to be in. But you know, for a young girl full of energy and ready to explore, I somewhat found myself compromising. I look back making excuses such as, you know, but I'm not drinking, I'm just going to dance, nothing wrong with that, right? And for sure, I had made some results, you know, in my teenage years that, you know, I wasn't going to give myself over to drinking because I'd seen firsthand in my family the results and the awful effects of drunkenness. And so all I did was dance the night away until the end of the concert. Out of peer pressure, I was asked to join the team going for an after party. And well, since the team I'd come with were all attending the after party, I hoped into one of the cars. Literally, this was party after party. <laughs> um, the after party finally came to an end in the wee hours of the morning. I think it was probably around 3 a.m. or so. And there I was extremely exhausted from dancing all night, talking and making new friends. All I needed was a bed to crash and have some good sleep. But because we were in a hired space, all of us were required to leave and return to our respective places. And that's where the drama began. So um, I began looking for my friend who had brought me to the party as, you know, people started leaving. My phone was on 10% and I knew I needed to find her or reach her before my phone ran out of battery. I went checking in every room with absolutely no sight of her. I began calling her phone and to my sad astonishment, her phone was off. I recall a wave of confusion, anxiety, anger, worry, fear, all running through my body in that moment. I mean, how could she leave me in such, you know, a strange place alone, having brought me all the way? How could she turn off her phone when she knew I was fully relying on her to return me back to campus? And to make matters worse, I had left my hostel keys in her car. Ah, I was so pissed off and i kept ringing her phone over and over and over and her phone was off and i kept ringing it like a mad woman as if i was going to salvage the moment anyway eventually i gave up and it dawned on me that um, i had to figure out how i was going back um, you know how i was going to get back on campus which was about 40 minutes um, drive away and that meant there was no way I could walk back to campus. I was still a new student and not familiar with my environment. And most of the new friends I had met, they'd already left. I honestly have never been in such a predicament before. And I had to think rapidly on what I was going to do. I regretted ever showing up at the club. I almost felt like maybe God was punishing me for being at the wrong place. Yet I knew better. So after much contemplation on what to do, I spotted a guy who happened to be driving back to the same uni. I was super relieved when he mentioned that he had, um, you know, space in his car to drop me back to school. But then it was around almost 3.30 in the morning when we arrived in campus. And then it hit me once again that I did not have my room keys. Honestly, I was too embarrassed to share, you know, with this guy my predicament as he too was a student living in campus and it's not like he had an extra room or bed where I could spend the night. 
Let me just say, those were the longest hours of my life as I strolled around for two hours in darkness with high heels, you know, moving from one hostel to another, knocking on the doors of some of my friends to see if they would let me in. And unfortunately, because it was the weekend, all of them had traveled to spend time with family. I went through all types of emotions and feelings before sunrise and promised myself that moving forward, I was going to completely change the type of friends I was going to hang around with. Luckily, by morning hours, the residential offices were opened and I was able to get some spare keys for my room where I ended up getting um, some sleep. Long story short, the friendships and relationships are like elevators. They are either bringing you up or taking you down. And I had to learn this the hard way. I had to make up my mind and decide to be deliberate in choosing the right friends and company. I recall making this prayer and asking God to send me the right friends if at all I was going to change the current wild friends that I had. And sure enough, God did answer my prayers. With the old friends I had, my relationship with God had honestly dwindled. My grades were not the best. And generally, I, I was never really at my best. I knew I needed the right company of friends with whom we share the same values, principles, and beliefs. And sure enough, God did answer that prayer. I got plugged into a church where I met other young and passionate people with whom we shared the same values and beliefs. With these new friends, I didn't have to compromise or feel the pressure of being negatively influenced as we grew and walked in alignment with each other. With the right influence and company, my life completely transformed as I began focusing more in excelling in school, challenged myself to take up leadership positions and fell more in love with God. I realized there were many avenues of having fun without compromising my values and beliefs. With these new friends, we got to travel and tour around different states. I remember joining a dance group where we would travel to perform. Together, we would attend conferences and youth camps. And I became fully alive while living a meaningful life to the fullest. This was the other side of life I would never have experienced if I remained stuck with my old wildly friends who often would get me in trouble. See, unlike your family, you have control over who your friends are. And being intentional about your relationships is one of the keys to a happy life. As I have journeyed through life, I have come to realize that for your long-term success, you simply must choose the right friends. And yes, while diversity is great in so many ways, when it comes to your general values and beliefs, you're better off keeping core deep friendships with like-minded people. While you can respect others' opinions and differences, choosing friends that hold similar values to yours will keep you from compromising or being negatively influenced by those that don't uphold your values and the standards that govern your life. Additionally, when friends have similar values, they can help keep each other accountable. Above all, every friendship is a give and take. So if you expect great friends, then you first of all have to be one yourself. If you live by the golden rule of treating others as you'd want to be treated, then you won't be disappointed. You will find your friendships fulfilling and rewarding. As we wind up, my reflection question and challenge to you is would you take some time to evaluate your relationships and friendships? And as you do that, also reflect on the kind of friend that you are. Remember, friendships and relationships are like elevators. They're either bringing you up or taking you down. 
Hope you've had a fantastic time listening in to today's episode. If it challenged you, kindly share with a friend or two. You never know whose life will be transformed and impacted by this episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. All in all, I'm truly grateful for your support and for listening in. If you have any feedback, you can reach me on my socials at Trisha Mangari, that is on Facebook or Instagram. See you in our next episode as I share my story of the tragic road accident that almost took my life two weeks after losing my academic sponsor to a fatal car accident. Till then, ciao!